All right. So I'm going to do a member shout out with from this came in from one of our coaches, Dina, who lives in beautiful California. She had this client who's a senior level named Jay, who's senior marketing. So he's been doing all that senior level yeah. stuff. And he was just, you know, that stage of life when you feel like you just want to make a soft, you know, do something a little softer. I think he wanted to lean more into his creative side, but you know, you have yeah. bills to pay uh-huh. and you don't really want to lose money, but he wanted to make the shift. Anyway, she'd been working with him for three months. He landed a job where it was completely lateral. So he didn't make any more or any less, but got to lean more into the creative side. And I just thought, way to go, Dana. Just happy for Jay. And Dana's so great at helping people like get to that finish line and get that result. And I think it's, it's funny. People always ask when they're in that age or stage group, they, the first thing they almost always ask is like, is it too late for me to make some kind Mm -hmm. of shift? And it's like, no, no, it's not at all. Actually, like, the kind of 27 year olds and the 47 to 55, mm-hmm. like that, that is the other main mm-hmm. group. Yeah. And usually it's like, there are good reasons for a shift, but yeah, you feel a little of the hand golden handcuff type stuff mm-hmm. um, because you just are set in this life. But there are so many things you can do with your experience because you have so much like knowledge and experience and I think people just can't. It's hard to see if you've been in one well, lane for so long. They can't always see what it could transfer over to. I yeah. always feel like the, the transferable skills, I feel like, is what coaches are so good at. Yeah. Is they're, they're locked into exactly what they've been doing. And so it's actually a great – sorry, let me get back to the mic. Transition. She didn't know that what my topic was today. But the question that we got in from one of our um, – well, just one of the questions that came into our membership was this one that we're going to talk about. How do I find curve fulfillment where I am? And that, you know, I think that was a great question because a lot of times we talk about career sweet spot Mm -hmm. and career changes, and sometimes there is a big drastic move Mm -hmm. and a drastic change, right? Yeah. And so for those (laughs) non-drastic-ers, or there's something about where they're at that they like, I thought that was, I mean, that's what I think of when that question comes in. Yeah. I would say just as often as a drastic change, there's also just minor shifts, either staying where you're at, uh, you know, making a small a uh, small adjustment or a new role or something. And and so that's equally as, I don't know, legit. Mm-hmm. It, well, I, I was thinking about what's actually the problem here. The problem is that we have people who come to us that feel super unmotivated. Um, they're used to having curve fulfillment. So maybe just like you said, let's just say it's in that 27, but sorry, the 47 year old uh-huh. maybe, but it also could be that they've gotten out of college and they had this kind of run where they're just feeling dull. So, you know, that when people are bored and unmotivated, that just, you're just no longer interested. This actually just happened with my son, uh-huh. uh, that I'll just call out there is he was at one company right out of college. So he's uh-huh. 27. Oh my God. I swear I did not. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, oh, the statistics. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah. I did not think this through until this very moment. Look at me. I'm even red in the face. Cause I swear I did it. <laughs> You're so excited. It's just an he's 27 and he, yes, yeah, same company ever since college Yeah, and did not, um, all of a sudden was bored out of his mind. Yeah. Well, even I've been coaching someone who's 68, same exact storyline. Yeah. But even harder to make the shift because sure. been doing the same thing for decades. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's actually been encouraging for me to see he's, he's such a learner. Like he just wants to learn something new and be able to help people with all his mm-hmm. experience. And it's like, yeah, it's not too late to like learn something new or no. do something different. No. And and back to him too. I think he was really at first really thinking, I need to change everything and I need to change my company. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, through having curious conversations. But inter- what did you what? say? Like the first, the first part of that conversation, how did that go down? Bring me back. What part? The first, like when he first brought that up, what did you say? What did you say? What was the. Well, I, f- I tried to get to the root of it first. Uh-huh. Right. And it was just that he was no longer feeling challenged. Also, is that what you mean? I'm just curious, like, what did he say and what did you say? Because well, I said, I'm your mom. I'm just that. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Nice to meet you. My name is Sunday Markward. <laughs> just kidding. I think um, actually it was really interesting uh-huh. because his wife actually said something to me. Okay. And, and it is, this is one of those weird roles, too, where you are a mom who does this for a living. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you know how it is. Sometimes yeah. you don't, we don't listen as well to our own moms. Yeah. Uh-oh, when our family's always I, taking advantage of us, like, coach me on this, coach yes, me on that. Right. And we're like, please, no. Pay up. Yeah, right. <laughs> she brought it to my attention and she said, man, I am just noticing like weekend, weekend after weekend after weekend. Josiah uh, is just bored, uh-huh. um, sad, super depressed on Sundays and just did not want to kind of like, he just kind of lost his motivation. And she's mm-hmm. like, I really think it could benefit from a talk with you, like with that career mm-hmm. coaching hat on. Mm-hmm. And and I did. I actually promised him. You saw this too. I put him on my calendar like a like a real person. Yeah. <laughs> but what did he? Okay. Do you remember what he said when you kind of got on the call? Because that is funny that it's it's a bit of a formal setting with someone you like have it, who lived I know with your right. I I don't. Do you remember what I do? You remember? I don't know. I just know that I kept it incredibly like I was like in this call. I'm I'm a career coach. I do remember mom. you said you said afterwards we, like when we got on. I was all business, and I was like, "All I right, was. here we go." Yes, <laughs> and he was. I like, didn't okay. even do small talk. I was like, "We're getting right to work." Yeah. Okay. And so for him, I thought we 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 did a list of things that we were enjoying and no longer enjoying, and really what we just landed on was it was time to explore. But what yeah. really came from that was that I said to him, "You don't always have to explore externally, but you need." But he stuck also, you know, virtually. They're just not, they're not talking. Oh, because he's in yeah. a company that's almost fully vir- virtual yep. culture. So they're sitting on Zoom all day, many meetings. So you that's... only talk to your team. So yeah, you yeah. really have to be proactive. So he started talking to a few of his people who he started right out of college with, yeah. who had already moved on to other teams. Yeah, you're not like bumping into people in the lunch area no. and like having these kind of spontaneous conversations where maybe you could have another opportunity. Yeah, so we yeah. had to be very proactive. Anyways, <laughs> the point was having curious conversations did introduce him to some people who were looking for um, a, someone to fill a new role. What's really interesting is I thought he was going to move completely out of supply chain Yeah, and he stayed in supply chain, but on a whole different project. And it's like, the days are going fast again. He's yeah. invigorated on the weekends again. He's when he realized about he it. could stay, though, was that like was that refreshing to him, or how did that how did that hit him? I think it absolutely was refreshing because I don't think he was really ready to let go of the really good company he worked for. Yeah, because he uh-huh. really had so many things that he loved about that place. No, I just find that really interesting because that does happen a lot where we assume if I need a change or if I'm bored or if I'm frustrated or whatever. Mm-hmm that there has to be the drastic change. Right. It's almost like where our mind jumps to immediately. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, it's curious like what he felt when he realized, oh, no, there's other options. Well, I think, first of all, less risk. Yeah. Because as you know, uh, less energy and exhaustion because when you, when you change companies, woo. It's a lot, yeah. It's so much. You have to get to know a whole new way of thinking, a whole new culture. So I think it was exciting for him. that. So that's actually the point of this conversation, really. And there's not huge epiphanies to be said in this conversation. Yeah. 
It's just that you have to be proactive to seek them out. Yeah. And what so now we're going to invite in Josiah. Josiah, yeah. come on in. Here he is. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> this is the family podcast <laughs> yeah, episode <exactly>. day. <laughs> oh, God. That it's 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 same industry, different topic, same company, different role. Um, people have come to me for coaching many times to just look for that one small shift. And that is really what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't they can't see it, though. And that's where working with a coach just like Jay's story was like, what do I already do that's transferable to something else? Yeah. And they're too close to themselves that You're they can't You're too close to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's so huge. I mean, before I even knew what coaching was, but you and I were kind of, I mean, I kind of sort of knew what you did as a yeah, coach. Yeah, kind of, right. <laughs> I was, I kept thinking, I have all these coffee meetings and people kind of said the same thing at the end. I don't know, I was a nerd. I took, I kind of took note of like what people would say because I was trying to figure mm-hmm. myself out. And people always said a version of like, oh, this was really energizing because I hadn't, like you gave me that idea I hadn't ever thought of. Mm-hmm. That was what the early stages for me that led to coaching. So I was like, oh. is there a job where you can make money doing this? Because apparently I'm good <laughs> at this part. <laughs> it yeah. was just like people are. are too close to themselves. And it was always mm-hmm. helpful when they got a fresh perspective or a different mm-hmm. idea. Like, have you thought about mm-hmm. this? Or, oh, you'd be, mm-hmm. what do, why don't you consider that? And mm-hmm. it's just not something that you thought about yourself. Mm-hmm. I have this one example where I was working with, and you might know this, but our podcast listeners don't know the story. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> we or always maybe, assume they do. <laughs> that, remember the time I told you about this this dad who came to me for coaching who was a father of four. So financially, he really oh, yeah. could not. Mm-hmm. And, but he was so tired. He's in tech. He was like, I'm going to lose my mind if I have to keep doing this, but I need to provide for my family. Mm -hmm. That's a very trapped feeling. Yeah. And so the more and more we talked about it, one of the exercises we did together were what are topics that you love? Like out, what in the world interests you? And we just explored all kinds of things. And really what we landed on or he landed on, but through discussion with me was that he was super passionate about natural foods. Uh Uh-huh. And the, a natural way of living and everything holistic. Yep. And so he ended up getting a tech job at Whole Foods. <laughs> and yeah. he was, he's thrilled That's and so didn't cool. lose his pay. You know, Whole Foods has tech jobs? I know. They, they actually, I know. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't think of it. He didn't have to be like the walk into the grocery <laughs> store, like, where are the coders? Where's set? the coders? <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like, uh, there's bags over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so interesting, right? That yeah. sometimes just stepping into something and what's really interesting, I will disclose that he actually, he was actually working for a credit card company. And one of the things he despised was debt. Mm. So he actually felt like he was working for something that was so against, against his, his like his values, value system. <laughs> yeah. I forget. Yeah. I do remember that. I forget about that. So how do you identify what needs to change? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually, you did a really fun exercise with us at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you did, Steve. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um. And it was, what do you want to keep and what do you want to kill? Yeah. Kill is keep such, and kill. keep and kill. I like that it's a, a jolting word. You kill. guys are like, gosh, God, kill, I know. easy. So I you, like that. It was fun. It's and like, what? It was a fun exercise. Yeah, I like the extreme of the it's word. It's extreme because yeah. it's like, Saying no or like doing less. What those, do you kind of want to do and kind of want to do less of is the, not the as The problem extreme. is we all are so overcommitted and it's mm-hmm. like, no, you got to kill it. Like yeah. things on, that 
occupied time and space on your calendar, things on your plate that you just don't need or don't want to mm-hmm. do anymore. Yeah. I like that it's an intense word because it, for me, it always felt that way. Like if I'm going to get more off my plate, mm-hmm. I have to do something drastic to, because I'm so addicted to busyness. So I'm like, yeah, the things that you want to keep doing or, or maybe add, I think is kind of the direction we took it. I, I well, two, two, two different exercises. That one, you really were like, what are you already doing? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, that you want to keep doing. Uh-huh. And then I loved that you let us dream. And there was no, you, of course, create safety and trust in our company, which is what most people really want on a team. But you were like, no, I don't care if, if I can't kill it right now. You're like, but just tell me what you'd love to kill. And yeah, it was just okay. free to write down what skills or what, what roles mm-hmm. that I do that maybe if I was to, um, if we were to get to the point where I could hand it off to someone else, right. I would. Because yeah, in real life, the kill list could be things that you delegate, things that you just do less of or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be lighter. But the point off the bat is to like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want to kill? So I like that you mentioned that part. Yeah, it's not like, okay, so tomorrow I can't be doing this thing anymore. Right. No, it's just what would you love to get off your plate? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that we all had a lot of stuff on the keep list. It was encouraging to us. Yeah. The kill list, we each basically had one thing. Yeah. And it was all stuff that was like draining our energy yep. and that someone else could do. Mm-hmm. It's not actually like our best thing. Yeah. That I love that also if if it's you just said it. I'm just gonna say okay. that often the <laughs> small shift. I'm just gonna say what you said better. Always, <laughs> that right? That's kind of how it goes. <laughs> you said delegate. Uh-huh. And that actually is when I talk about one small shift, sometimes just delegating Jacqueline, who's not sitting in front of our microphone right now, has had many times where something she has been doing and has been redelegated to someone else has brought new invigorated joy and life into her job. Yeah. And so and it's kind of it's been like an evolving thing Mm -hmm. of just learning what to delegate and what to keep. And so just something like that. The truth is that you and I both know that what happens is, is we keep just waking up every day and going to work. Yeah. And we do need to stop and pause and start to identify that. What is what what you don't want to do and what you do want to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, you know how this happened yesterday? Uh, it was, oh, it was a family member who was talking about managing people and wanting to kind of level up their one-on-ones and help people think mm-hmm. uh, through their role better and invest in them. And... You know how all the time people are like, but what do I do in my one-on-ones? Like, even if I have them set up on the calendar with the people I manage or with my boss, it's Mm -hmm. like we show up and we're busy and no one's thought ahead. And so then we're like, "Eh," and you just do status updates. Like we've all done this before. Or small talk. Or just small talk. So um, people are always kind of asking what to do in their Mm one-on-ones that it doesn't take a lot of prep time that isn't hard. This could be a good thing is like do your keeper kill list with your manager mm-hmm. or yep. with your, you know, the person you manage. Yeah. And it could be like a fun exercise. It could be. But it's also pretty enlightening of like what shifts should be made. And for those managers listening, like really don't overthink this. Mm-hmm. Don't think, oh, my gosh, <laughs> they said kill just to your point. <laughs> I must eliminate that tomorrow. Or yeah. what are they doing working here? I can't kill that. Just Letting people dream and express create brings into creativity yeah. and and maybe it's like an easier way for like the associate, the employee to to bring it to uh, instead of just the extreme. I got to run away and make a huge change. 
maybe first like have this conversation and Mm -hmm. maybe it like Mm -hmm. um maybe it gives you some clarity on hey is there room Mm -hmm. to to move and make changes where I'm already at I think that a lot of people leave companies too soon because they are afraid to have the conversation yeah how do you start it what do you talk about it seems so like harsh or Mm -hmm. or scary and so this could be like an easier way into it Mm -hmm. I was trying to think was what would I say to someone who was afraid to to have that conversation. Yeah. It's hard off should, the cuff. Should we mock? I know. Should we mock do it? We can try. Okay. So who am I? All right. I'll be the coachy. You be the coach. Wait, wait, what? You're the coach. I'm the coach. I'm the coach E. Oh, I'm coaching you. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I got <laughs> God, what's a coachy? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm coachy. I'm just kidding. Coachy, coachy. That's coachy. <laughs> Is that a new stuffed animal? I'm just kidding. I got it. It's I a just cocktail met. ingredient. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So I just, I think I'm, I don't know, I'm feeling burnout with my job and I, I think I just got to change companies. Like, I don't even know, but I, I don't even know where to start with that. And I'm feeling kind of like lost where what to do next. Cause I just, I feel like I've reached my breaking point. I can't, I can't keep doing this anymore. How long have you been feeling that way? Ever since you've been my manager Sunday. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I thought. Like if this was your one-on-one really, it started about the time I was started reporting to you. <laughs> See, there was before you, and then, <laughs> before, <laughs> then there uh, was after before, you. Uh, remember the date yeah. it was <laughs> so right, actually sorry. in coaching it's okay someone might say that though actually they might say yeah when i got my new manager okay yeah so i think so, it was when i got my new manager because this is a confidential conversation <laughs> yeah. okay so when your new manager came uh-huh. it shifted so is it about the manager or is it about what the skills that you're doing oh <laughs> i don't know i never thought about that like i think i just assume it's the manager because that's when things shifted and I don't know. I'm just, I'm like a, I'm an all in person. So whatever's on my job description, like I'm going to show up and do it. And I just want to do a good job mm-hmm. for the team. So I just kind of buckle down <laughs> and get it done. You know. So you're not sure if it's about before this manager came, were you using the same skill set? Um, no, I guess it changed a little bit. Like okay. before I was doing more project management type of stuff. And now mm-hmm. I have to do a lot more like, reporting mm-hmm. analysis kind of things. Does the company that you work for really support internal shifts? Yeah. I mean, people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of, it's funny you mentioned because that's, that's almost one of the jokes is like people are always shifting around <laughs> <laughs> within right. the company. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So obviously this, we could go a thousand different directions here, but there's a direction of completely leaving the company. You could just mm-hmm. leave the company and I could work with you on how to find a new role, mm-hmm. a new job. However, I have noticed that a lot of people sometimes just need one small shift internally to bring that fulfillment back again. When I say those two things, just what do you feel inside? <clears throat> I'm feeling kind of like, wait, what was the second one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, what does that mean? What does yeah, that look like? It just means making either a lateral move just uh-huh. to a completely different department, different manager mm-hmm. uh, with a just one small shift of a skill set that might reinvigorate you. But I feel like that's so not possible. How so? 
I don't know. It's funny because we were just talking about people move around in the company a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you said that, I feel like, oh, but I don't even know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how I'd bring that up. Mm -hmm. Who's the first person you would bring it up to? You. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Outside of me, Uh back at work, who, what's typical where you work for people to... Like, is it safe? Do people feel, is it one of those things that your companies like managers are really great with these conversations or are they like, go figure it out on your own? Well, I think my manager would probably want me to bring it up with them. Realistically, I'd probably bring it up with like one of my team members first Mm -hmm. and kind of get, you know, (laughs) I don't know, get their take on it or just that feels easier, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah, that's interesting. What's the risk if you, what does the manager risk if you don't bring it up to him or her? Um, I mean, I guess they just wouldn't, I guess they wouldn't know, like they wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't be able to help me if they don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And then the company might lose someone. I mean, do you feel like you're oh, a valuable person? Yeah. Where you work? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you still like the, like agree with the company values and what the, what the company stands for or yeah. has anything shifted there? No. Yeah. I think the company's great. Um, so you're kind of saying maybe talking to the manager could be a good thing. Mm-hmm. What would that look like though? <laughs> does that, how does that make you feel to talk yeah. to the manager? I don't know. A little nervous. Mm-hmm. Cause what, you're always, mm-hmm. I think I always have this underlying fear of like, I'm going to be fired. Yeah. You know, right, right. <laughs> I don't know if you hear that from other people, but it's kind of like, yeah, everyone's Even default not, is not I'm going to be fired. <laughs> I just feel like, well, if I bring that up, I'm, I'm going to be fired. Be fired. <laughs> right. And yeah. but what's the reality? What's the reality of you bringing it up? I mean, when you said that, I'm like, okay, when I first took the role, my manager, one of the first things that she said was like, hey, I really want to support you and your growth. And like, mm-hmm. just know that I'm an open book and we can whenever you have like thoughts or questions, you know, I'm happy to help you figure things out. And like, I want to help you progress Mm -hmm. in your career. So I think she'd probably be Mm -hmm. helpful, Mm -hmm. but I, but yeah, on the surface, I'm like, I'm going to get fired. Right. (laughs) Well, if you know, you're really not going to get fired. Uh (laughs) I mean, that's, is that's the reality is that you, it sounds like you work in a company where they encourage development, what words would come out of your mouth? Let's just say you're going to meet with that uh-huh. manager next week. Oh gosh. Okay. What would you, what What do you, what's like your Steve way of saying, yeah. bringing up the conversation? Well, no, this is helpful because I think I wouldn't typically think about it and then I'd freeze in the moment, but thinking, <laughs> but thinking ahead, it's like, it doesn't have to be this whole thing. It could just be like, Hey, so I wanted to, I wanted to talk about some things I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like I've just noticed that I'm starting to like my, energy is a little more drained lately with my job. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I remember at the beginning you said like, Hey, I would love to support your development. I was just, I wanted to maybe talk about if there's shifts I could make or new things I could do that might help reinvigorate my role. Cause I feel like it's getting a little dull lately. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? I think that was, I'm going to call time right now and just say that, that we hit on two key things. One is to figure out whether or not you feel safe to talk to your manager Mm -hmm. there. And then number two is to actually prepare what you're going to say. You know what people, I was thinking when you said that is most Mm -hmm. people think that their managers are going to bring it up. 
Well, what's funny is I was really trying to get in character, you know, we, yeah. we do a lot of like method acting here yeah, we at Greenhouse. <laughs> and I was actually, it took me like half of the time through to feel like I was, I was trying to get my brain where most of the people we coach are at. Yeah. And so then it became easy because I was like, they mm-hmm. always think the same things. They do. It's very similar thought process. I noticed it was like extreme. The reason you said they feel like they're going to get fired is because everyone says yeah, that to it's us. Like, I'm I'm frustrated or the job isn't going well, so I need um, to leave and like right. change planets. Mm-hmm. Or like and yeah, with my manager, if I bring it up, I'm fired. Both right, very extreme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the reality is is don't wait for your manager to bring it up because sometimes uh-huh. they just don't. Some are really intuitive about this, and some are not. So yeah. if you're wanting to bring it up to your manager, I love that you said first talk to a coworker. What's the benefit of that? Yeah, I don't know. I guess that was also just a common thing. And it's it's like someone else who understands all the dynamics mm-hmm. of you and the team and the manager and stuff, but who can give outside perspective too. Yeah. It's like, it's that safe space. The other thing I was thinking is this is almost, um, you can't lose taking mm-hmm. this step mm-hmm. because the other mindset people have is like, I'm going to be like poor on the streets and my life's over if mm-hmm. I have this, if I take any step in this direction, right? Mm-hmm. Including talking to the manager. The reality is one of two things happens. One, you know, most great leaders are like happy to help you and want to help you. But yeah, they've just been too busy to bring it up. Mm-hmm. They're actually glad you brought it up because you broke the ice and, and they they didn't have to. Okay, so that's great and yeah. you're in a good place. Side B is that they don't respond well. They're not mm-hmm. supportive of your growth, which is also a win because you realize that you should get out of there. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to be there Absolutely. if that's how they are. Mm-hmm. So it's it it sucks and it's hard in that moment, but it's actually also a win. Yeah. There's really no losing in the scenario. Yeah. Then you come back to your coaching session and say, well, <laughs> thanks for getting that- me fired. <laughs> I did get fired, actually. Well, and it's funny, I had an experience like that once. And I knew it was going to be the side B, but it was like, I was miserable there. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't going to leave easily on my own because it's scary. But the conversation, I knew, I so knew that it was going to be a side B that I had a, mm-hmm. I had a recorder in my pocket going, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> it was one of those scenarios. Mm-hmm. I knew some like illegal things were going to be said. I was like, all right, I'm recording this thing because it's, it's going down side B style. And sure enough, it did. And the the boss the ceo was like incredibly disrespectful incredibly rude and it was like it just confirmed everything i felt yeah i was mm-hmm. like i got to get the hell out mm-hmm. of here like yeah. fast mm-hmm. i literally started like bringing some of my stuff home that day cuz it was mm-hmm. like this is such a toxic environment yeah but it was funny that i'm like remembering it as i'm saying it right now it was um i wasn't planning to leave until that conversation Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have the guts to like mm-hmm. do it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, having the guts to have the conversation. Yeah, it's making me feel like I mean we could we could go for forever on so many different kinds of scenarios here. But I think if I was to summarize for someone who's considering, I might not need a huge shift, but I might need a small shift. Mm-hmm. Would be that you need to figure out how to feel empowered to have the right conversations. Mm-hmm. You got to have a strategy of who do I talk to? And it's not just your manager. 
It's also others. Mm -hmm. Just like what's going on. Just let people know that you're considering a change. But a lot of times people come to coaching for that very reason. Of course, we're here to help. Sometimes we people just do a one-off yeah. just to say, help me with my words. Yeah. Help me figure out what I want to say to my manager and what does a curious conversation look like externally. But I, you just made a good point that it's even conversations with family and friends. Like those can be scary too because change is hard for everybody. It and is. you're just, you're afraid of what they're going to think and mm -hmm. everyone's expectations. So those conversations are helpful too. Yep. Because usually they'll be on your side and they'll give mm -hmm. you good, good perspective. So really the, the tip here is just get out of your head. I guess Like so. and talk to people yeah. because there's a lot more out there for you potentially. And it could just be one small thing. Mm -hmm. It just hit me when you said that, that we often coach a lot of people who run their own business, mm -hmm. who like are the boss of themselves in some way or another, who can struggle with the same thing. You wouldn't think that happens, yeah. but sometimes we trap ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to give a plug for that, that this applies to you too, if you are your own boss, mm -hmm. um, that you can also kind of take the step back and make small shifts in what mm -hmm. you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the permission, the permission, it's the permission slip. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. And that's actually pretty normal. Yeah.